Hello, my friend. This podcast is called Bailing My Daughter Out of Jail, Part 3. The night our au pair got herself arrested was the last evening of Miss China's required English as a Second Language class at the community college. She had mentioned that some of the students might be going out to celebrate after class. So I was not worried when I went to bed at 10.30 and she was not home. However, when I woke up at 2 a.m. and looked in the garage to see the car was not nestled in snugly for the night, and therefore neither was she, well, then I got worried. I called her cell phone several times and it went directly to voicemail. Now, very worried, and thinking that perhaps she had an accident on the way home, I called the local hospitals. And when that didn't lead anywhere, I woke up my husband in a near panic. After some deliberation and a couple more futile attempts to call Miss China, we agreed our only responsible course of action was to call the police. Nine months ago, when we were deciding whether or not we were going to have an au pair, we did not include in our pro-con list, sitting on our couch, in our pajamas, at 3 a.m., while police ask us questions in order to find out the whereabouts of said au pair. The most embarrassing part of the police interview was that we didn't know any of our friends and had none of their names or phone numbers. Lesson learned the hard way, again. If someone lives in your house, always have the information of anyone they go out with. You know, just in case the police ask. Luckily, I did have a copy of her passport, visa, and brand new driver's license. A half hour after the officers left, we get a phone call saying they found Miss China. That was the good news. The bad news was that she had been arrested and our car impounded. Now, Miss China is a little wisp of a girl, barely five feet tall and probably 95 pounds soaking wet. She is quiet and demure, unless she is arguing with you about everything and anything, like whether or not she knows how to steer a car. She is definitely not someone you look at and say to yourself, yep, I can pretty much guarantee that one day I will be bailing this one out of jail. So the news that she had been arrested was quite shocking. The police couldn't tell us much about the arrest over the phone, just that it was related to a driving infraction, but there had been no accident. By the time my husband went to the ATM to get cash and then bailed Miss China out of jail, it was after 4 a.m. and she had been in jail for roughly five and a half hours. Upon being arrested, they had taken away her phone. She didn't remember our phone number, nor were we listed in the phone book, so she couldn't call us when given her one phone call. Another lesson learned, there are just certain phone numbers that one is required to memorize, even in this digital age. Now that we have some distance and perspective, we can laugh about the whole thing. You remember when we had to bail our third child out of jail? And me and my husband will chuckle and clink our wine glasses together in celebration that we have many more years before we have to worry about potentially bailing our actual children out of jail. But that night, it was no laughing matter. On the mostly silent ride home, my husband asked Miss China, so, did you have fun in jail? 
In reply, she started crying again. When they got home, to her credit, Miss China could not even look me in the eye. After being up since two, neither me nor my husband had the patience nor critical thinking ability to start unpacking the details of her arrest. So we all went to bed for a few more precious hours of sleep. Upon the start of the day, my husband's first order of business was to get the car out of the impound lot. My task was to go to the police station and get a copy of the formal police report. That evening, with the kids asleep and fortified with a tall glass of wine, all three of us sat down to try to get to the bottom of what happened. Miss China's version of the story is that she was driving home, sees the lights of the police officer and pulls over, then gets arrested. She did nothing wrong and has no clue why she got arrested. Luckily, the police report is pretty clear about what happened. The policeman was driving through an intersection through a green light when a car on the bisecting street with the red light turns right. The car almost crashes into him and he has to take, quote, evasive measures, unquote, by swerving into the next lane to avoid an accident. He turns on his lights and sirens and the car pulls over. Once he is done running the license plate to check for outstanding warrants, he gets out of the car and approaches the driver of the vehicle when the car takes off. He runs back to his police car and proceeds to chase down the car and again the car pulls over. The policeman this time immediately gets out and approaches the driver. In the report, he states that the driver does not speak very good English and does not understand why she was being pulled over. He attempts to explain that she almost caused an accident, but she doesn't understand and goes so far as to argue with him. So in order to prevent any future accidents, he has no choice but to take her into custody and get her off the streets. Armed with the police report, my husband and I systematically work through each event so Miss China can understand what happened. So you've stopped at the red light, but you either did not look left or you looked left and did not see the car that was coming because when you turned right, you almost crashed into a car. My husband explains. No, no car, she replies. I get out a piece of paper and draw an intersection. Using two of my son's boxcar toys, I proceed to demonstrate what happened. No, no car, she says again. Yes, yes, car, I say between clenched teeth. There was a car that you failed to see, a car that you almost crashed into which happened to be a police car driven by a policeman. There absolutely was a car. My voice becomes high-pitched and strangled. I'm running together not just words, but whole sentences. And while Miss China is probably not understanding what I am saying, I don't care. I don't care because I'm pretty sure she understands that I am pissed. 20 minutes later, we are all in agreement that there was a car and that Miss China almost hit it. I pour myself a second larger glass of wine. Now on to the second event, which was when she pulled over the first time. We had talked to Miss China a lot about the rules of driving in the US, and one of those rules was to always pull over to the side of the road and allow police 
ambulances and fire trucks to pass you when they have on their flashing lights. We failed to discuss, however, what to do if you personally are pulled over by the police. Because Miss China did not notice that she almost crashed into the police car, and that was the reason she was being pulled over, she thought that the police car would pass her and was very confused when it didn't. After waiting a couple of minutes, she decided it was okay to keep driving. On this point, we concede that we should have done a better job explaining the rules to her, and for future reference, if a police car has on lights and or a siren and is driving behind you and stays behind you when you pull over, you have done something wrong. You are to turn off the car and do what the policeman asks. You are not to drive away until you are told it is okay to do so by the police officer. This, mercifully, takes less time for Miss China to understand. So, my husband continues, from the officer's perspective, one, you almost crashed into him, and two, you drove off when he starts approaching the car. Either of the situations is pretty bad all by itself. So when the car pulls you over the second time, he is not happy with you. And surprise of all surprises, you start to argue with him. By now, we are all exhausted. We have done all the talking that we are capable of for the evening. The wine bottle is threatening empty, and we are nowhere near confident that Miss China actually understands any of it. This is when Miss China asks us if we are going to fire her as our au pair, which very well could send her back to China. We reply that we will have to think about it. Over the next week or so, we spend countless hours discussing what she did wrong, what she should have done, and what she should do if anything like this ever happens again. We even get the pastor of the Chinese church she has been attending to come to our house and translate so that nothing was left to chance. I also had to take time off of work and hire a babysitter in order to take Miss China to her mandatory day in court. Once she finally got in front of the judge, he basically looked her up and down, glanced briefly at the report, and promptly dismissed the case. After these numerous and almost always painful conversations, we reach a turning point. Miss China understands what she did wrong, acknowledges that the whole situation was her fault, and apologizes to us both. She also agrees to pay us back the money to bail her out of jail and get the car out of the impound lot. As for me and my husband, we believe in second chances and learning from your mistakes. So we agree to not send her packing. Three days later, Miss China has dinner with her Chinese friends, and I use the term friends loosely. These friends attend private college at 45 grand a year, probably have annual trust funds that are equal to my entire house, and are entitled little beeps. Miss China returns from dinner, walks into the kitchen, and announces that her friends think that not only did she do nothing wrong, but that she should sue the police officer for wrongly arresting her. And Miss China agrees with them. Okay, I calmly tell her. 
Then I walk into the game room where my husband is watching TV and scream, I want her out of my house now. Took you long enough, he replies. You want to tell her? Gladly. We sit her down in the living room and tell her this is not working out. That I'm going to call the au pair counselor first thing in the morning and she will be leaving our house at the earliest possible date. I am expecting tears, or at the very least, an argument from her. But she simply says, Okay, can I go back to my bedroom now? And that, my friend, is how our au pair got arrested and kicked out of our house. <laughs>